All right, I decided to do one about the routine screening recommendations because I feel like that is definitely going to be on this test. All right, so clinical breast exam. The American Cancer Society does not recommend clinical breast exams for breast cancer screening among average risk women at any age. Um, Average risk means no history of breast cancer, no personal history, no suspected or confirmed genetic mutations known to increase risk of breast cancer, and no previous radiotherapy to the chest at a young age. ACOG recommends a clinical breast exam every year for women aged 19 and older, and the United States Preventative Services Task Force um, says that there's insufficient evidence to assess the balance of benefits and harms of clinical breast exam if the woman is being screened with a mammogram. So ACOG really is the only one that says that you need to do um, clinical breast exams yearly, and that starts at the age of 19. Um, Mammograms. Um, The American Cancer Society says to begin them at age 45 for women at average risk. Um, Women 55 and older can transition to biennial screening, so every other year. Um, ACOG recommends starting yearly at age 40. Um, United States Task Force recommends every other year from age 50 to 74. Um, the American Cancer Society and ACOG don't really define when to discontinue mammogram screaming. They just say to base it on the woman's health and whether or not she would be a candidate for treatment of breast cancer if she were to develop it. And um, the United States Task Force recommends stopping at women age 75 or older. So it seems like um, ACOG is kind of the most conservative. They want you to start um, breast uh, mammograms at 40 every year and they want you to get clinical breast exams at 19 yearly and then American Cancer Society is 45 years for mammograms um, and United States Task Force is 50 for mammograms and they both say you can do it every other year so ACOG is super conservative when it comes to breast stuff um, pap test um, the American Cancer Society and ACOG both agree on this You begin PAPS at age 21, age 21 to 29, screen every three years with cytology alone. Do not use HPV testing for screening in this age group. Age 30 to 65, screen with HPV test and cytology every five years is the preferred method, but it's also acceptable to screen with cytology alone every three years. Um, Age greater than 65, no screening following adequate negative prior screening. Do not resume screening even if the woman reports a new sexual partner. Women with the history of CINN2 or more serious diagnosis should continue routine screening for at least 20 years after spontaneous regression or treatment. No screening after hysterectomy with cervix removed unless history of CINN2 or more severe diagnosis in the past 20 years. Chlamydia screening. Um, per the CDC, they recommend annual screening for sexually active females 24 years of age or younger. Um, blood pressure at least every two years for adults. Lipids. Um, women should be screened at age 45 or older. Um, and then women should be screened age 20 to 45 if they are at increased risk for coronary heart disease. And those risk factors include um, family history of premature cardiovascular disease. Um, that's less than 55 in a man and less than 65 in a woman. Cigarette smoking, hypertension, HDL at less than 40, or diabetes. Um, you do lipid screening with total cholesterol and HDL on non-fasting or fasting samples. No recommendation on the interval of screening, but the task force maybe states every five years is reasonable. Okay, as far as um, stool-based test, the American Cancer Society recommends that you begin it at age 50. 
you can do um, a different couple different samples. I don't know how you say this word. Guacic fecal occult blood test is a multiple stool sample at home test detects blood and stool yearly screening. You can do a stool DNA test, which is a single sample at home test detects DNA from cancer or polyp cells as well as blood. You do this every three years. And a colonoscopy is recommended if abnormal results. All right, so tests that find colorectal polyps and cancer. The American Cancer Society recommends a colonoscopy every 10 years, starting at the age of 50. You can also, other options include a flexible sigmoidoscopy every five years, double contrast barium enema every five years, or CT colonography, which is a virtual colonoscopy every five years. ACOG recommends a colonoscopy every 10 years for average risk women beginning at age 50 and age 45 for African-American women. Um, and more frequent testing and starting at a younger age is recommended for those who have risk factors that include IBS um, or personal and family history of colonic, colonic polyps or colon cancer. All right, diabetes. The American Diabetes Association um, recommends that we screen every three years starting at age 45. Uh, more frequent testing and starting at a younger age if BMI is greater than 25 and one or more other risk factors. Those risk factors um, include obesity, hypertension, dyslipidemia, cardiovascular disease, polycystic ovarian syndrome, diabetes in a first-degree relative, African-American, Asian, Hispanic, Native American, Pacific Islander, history of gestational diabetes, or baby weighing more than 9 pounds at birth. You can use a hemoglobin A1C, a fasting glucose, or a 2-hour 75-gram glucose tolerance test. Um, for thyroid function, Routine screening for thyroid function is not warranted in asymptomatic individuals. Uh, and then that's for, for the task force. ACOG says that you can do the TSH periodically for women with an autoimmune condition or a strong family history of thyroid disease. Um, to screen for tuberculosis, the CDC and ACOG both recommend performing on individuals at high risk. Um, they recommend for vision checks. Screening for visual acuity and glaucoma by an ophthalmologist every three to five years for African Americans aged 20 to 39, and every two to four years for individuals aged 40 to 64 years, and every one to two years beginning at age 65 regardless of race, and then yearly for diabetic individuals regardless of race. Um, dental, they recommend a dental care and preventive services, including oral cancel screening at least once a year. Bone mineral density, screen all women 65 years or older for osteoporosis and osteopenia with the bone mineral density test. Um, postmenopausal women younger than 65 years may need to be screened if they have additional risk factors, such as low BMI, history of low trauma fracture, smoking, alcohol intake of greater than three drinks, drinks a day, family history of hip fracture, or osteoporosis. Um, okay, I think that's... Oh, let me mention this too. Lung cancer screening. Um, screen individuals age 55 to 74 years of age um, in fairly good health who have risk factors for lung cancer. Risk factors include 30 plus pack year, 30 plus pack a year, 30 plus pack year smoking history and still smoking or quit within the last 15 years. And you screen for that with a low dose CT scan every year. All right, now let's talk about immunizations. Hepatitis B. 
It's a three-dose series with a second dose and third dose at one and six months after the first dose. If the three-dose series is interrupted, the series does not need to be restarted. Give the second dose as soon as possible and the third dose at least eight weeks later. Um, the flu shot recommended yearly for all individuals aged six months and older, including pregnant women. Um, you do not want to give a pregnant woman a live vaccine. Um, it's, and the live vaccine you really only give, um, it's given intranasally. And it's only used for healthy non-pregnant individuals between 2 and 49 years of age. All right, the pneumonia vaccine, there's the PCV13 and the PPSV23 um, they are recommended one time for all immunocompetent individuals age 65 and older. Um, if they are immuno, um, the PCV13 and the whatever 23 should be given at least a year apart. And if individuals not received either vaccine, start with the 13. Um, 13 is recommended for adults younger than 65 years of age with immunocompromising conditions, functional or anatomic asplenia. Cerebral spine and fluid leaks are cochlear implants. All right. Rubella. Um, recommended for all non-pregnant women of childbearing age who lack documented laboratory evidence of immunity or prior immunization after 12 months of age. Um, you cannot give this while they're pregnant. You can give it to breastfeeding women. Um, Tdap. Recommended three-dose vaccination series, including a Tdap dose for adults with unknown or incomplete history of primary Tdap vaccination. Recommended one dose of Tdap for all adults who have not previously received Tdap. Um, and recommend one dose of Tdap for pregnant women during each pregnancy, regardless of years um, since prior Tdap vaccination. Preferred timing is between 27 and 36 weeks. And you give them a booster Tdap every 10 years. All right, varicella, um, recommended for all non-pregnant adolescents and adults without evidence of immunity, given in two doses, four to eight weeks apart. Um, evidence of immunity would be documentation of two-dose vaccination, history of varicella based on diagnosis by healthcare provider, history of herpes zoster based on diagnosis by healthcare provider, laboratory evidence of immunity or confirmation of disease, U.S. born before 1980 except for pregnant women and healthcare personnel. Um, you can give this vaccine to pregnant, to not to pregnant women, but you can give it to breastfeeding women. Um, the Zosters vaccine is a one-time dose for all individuals 60 years of, um, of age or older, regardless of previous histories of herpes zosters. Um, hepatitis A, recommended for individuals who live in or are traveling to countries with high levels of hepatitis A infection. Men who have sex with men, illicit drug Drug users, injection or non-injection, those with occupational risk, food handlers, and individuals with chronic liver disease or clotting factor disorders. It's two doses at least six months apart, and there's actually a combination, hepatitis A and hepatitis B vaccine, which is given in three doses. With second dose one month after the first dose, and third, third dose six months after the first dose. The HPV vaccine, there's different types of it. There used to be just one that covered... Um, the bivalent covered type 1618, which is responsible for 66% of cervical cancer. The quadrivalent HPV vaccine um, did types 6 and 11, as well as 1618. So it covered you against um, cervical cancer and warts. And the nine-valent HPV vaccine um, targets an additional five types of HPV, which protects against 90% of HPV-associated cancers, as well as most anogenital warts. 
So these are recommended as routine vaccinations for females 11 to 12 years of age, but can be given as young as nine years old. Recommended as a catch-up vaccine for females 13 to 26 years of age who did not receive it when younger. For female, females younger than 15 years of age, administer two doses with the second dose 6 to 12 months after the first dose. For females 15 years of age or older, administer three doses with the second dose two months after the first dose and the third dose six months after the first dose. Individuals already infected with one or more HPV types will still get protection from tights not yet acquired. Um, routine pregnancy testing prior to initiation of the HPV vaccine is not recommended. If found to be pregnant after initiation, delay the remainder of the three-dose series until the completion of pregnancy. Um, the four-valent um, four HPV or nine-valent HPV recommend, recommended for males 11 to 12 years of age as routine vaccination. Um, Catch-up ages 13 and 21 years of age and through age 26 for men who have sex with men. So that one's a little different because um, they don't really need the two-valent HPV vaccine because that just protects against cervical cancer and they don't have cervix. So the four-valent HPV and the nine-valent HPV also protect against genital warts. And so that's why boys need that one starting at age 11 up to age 21 unless they have sex with men then up to age, 20, age 26. Administer two-dose series for males younger than 15 and three-dose series for males 15 years and older. Um, the meningococcal vaccine, they recommend an initial vaccine age, at age 11 to 12 as a one-time dose, and then a booster vaccine at age 16. But booster is not needed if the initial vaccine was done at age 16 or older. Recommended for all college freshmen living in dormitories, military recruits, individuals with anatomic or functional explenia, and individuals traveling to regions where meningococcal disease is common. Um, so things to remember about immunizations during pregnancy. Do not give them live attenuated viruses. Um, varicella, zoster, and MMR may be given during lactation. Um, inactivated virus vaccines, bacterial vaccines, toxoids, and tetanus immunoglobulins may be given if indicated. All right, so that's the nutshell of screening guidelines and, um, and vaccines. But I think I wanted to mention, if I can find it, Lipids, because that was all on that test. Let me talk about those real quick. So lipids. Um, this determines your risk for coronary heart disease and evaluation of hyperlipidemia. A lipid profile includes total cholesterol, triglycerides, HDL, and, low D and LDL. Um, you need to fast for 12 to, 24, 12 to 14 hours before obtaining the sample. You want your total cholesterol to be less than 200. And it can be elevated in pregnancy. Um, triglycerides, um, normal is 35 to 135. Um, HDL, remember H stands for happy, um, because this removes cholesterol from peripheral tissues and transports to liver for excretion. So you want this to be at least 40 or greater. Um, and then LDL, you want these to be low, L for low. Um, normal is less than 130. So just, uh, that's the normal. Total cholesterol, less than 200. Triglycerides, 35 to 135. HDL, greater than 40. LDL, less than 130. All right, perfect. And then also, I think it might be useful to mention diabetes. Um, not pregnant. A, um, you need a fasting glucose greater than 126 on two separate occasions. A two-hour postprandial um, glucose during oral glucose intolerance test um, greater than 200. And then... 
You also need to repeat testing on a subsequent day to confirm that diagnosis. Um, and you can use a hemoglobin A1C. If you do that, the threshold for diagnosed diabetes is 6.5 or greater. Um, and then if they are diabetic, um, you would monitor their hemoglobin A1C um, no sooner than every 60 to 90 days because that's what amount of time it tells you. And um, you want a diabetic to have good diabetic control, which is a hemoglobin A1C less than 7. Okay, I think that's probably enough for now. Okay, thanks.